Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yo, all right, we're back with another, you know what, dude, special edition, I would call this, because yeah. I usually don't talk until I introduce you. So, sorry about that. <laughs> what did I fucking tell you? At the beginning. Well, I thought I, that No, no, like, no, you're talking now, though. Okay. All right? Okay. I fucking intro it, and then wow. I introduce you. Okay, Pesci. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, we're, uh, <laughs> I get comedian Godfrey. Yeah, what's up? Now, can I talk? Yeah, you can. Now, let me do my little, yeah, uh, what's oh, up? Fuck. What? It's like a, a hip-hop show. No, it's not a hip-hop I mean, I'm show. not a hip-hop, I'm not even a thug. I'm just saying, I just want to go, yeah, I'm in the <laughs> building, baby, in the building. Yeah. It's an apartment. Okay, I'm in the apartment building, baby, the apt. I'm in the apt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we Woo! got, we, uh. Yeah. You called me today. Yes. We were shooting the shit about podcasts. Uh, I asked you to come down yep. to fucking check it out, to be on my, you know what, dude, podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> which is, uh, uh, we've been doing for a little bit. And uh, me and Godfrey, we, we've actually known each other from day one. Day one. Since I've been in New York. We kind of hit the scene at the same time. You were coming from Chicago. Right. right. Uh, you had... You know, you were fucking football, jacked up, big, good-looking fucking yeah. kid, came in. You had the steady girl you were going right. to marry, yep. showed up in the city. Yep. F- me and you were at the same time. Me, you, and, like, I think Pete Corielli. Pete Corielli. Ben the same- Bailey. Yeah, well, let's not get carried away. <laughs> we, uh, we were killing it. We were good. We were killing Ben yeah. was Ben was okay. Ben was ben, a, ben Ben's came- killing it now. No, well, Jesus. Ben, ben came into his own yeah. after that roast. Yes. Ben Bailey was a funny guy, right. but he wasn't killing it. We he would go in and fuck at the Boston Comedy Club, right? And fucking li- just blow the fucking yeah. roof off Energy the place and just kill it. Yeah. And Ben actually came in. He was funny, but then he started hosting at the cellar. Yeah. 
And when he became a host, he became a lot funnier. That happened to Russ Maneev, too. Russ, Russ Maneev started hosting at the bar. He fucking just went to another level the of The cellar funny. brings people to the Well, next that was at the Boston. Boston comic book. And then, and then at the roast... At no. the, uh, I forget, I think it was the Patrice O'Neill roast. Oh, he came in and he did, he did he shit on uh, Jeff Ross? He came in and nobody thought he was. He did, nobody thought he was going to be as funny. He came in and laid it <laughs> he, down like he'd he been writing it. fucking roast jokes <laughs> for people. For he, the that funniest was... one was Keith Robinson. Because <laughs> this is what happened. Keith, he came in, was killing it, right. and he said Keith. He said he said something about me. He goes Robert Kelly, the only uh, the only man who has a website more famous than him. <laughs> And then, oh, and that's then, uh, funny. And then, uh, <laughs> I gotta turn your fucking mic down because you fucking... Because it's hilarious. And, and you know it is, and you're embarrassed. No, I'm not embarrassed. Oh, you're, you're not? Just, you're blowing the mic <laughs> oh, up. Oh, sorry, I'm all. blowing the mic. It's, okay. um, no, it's cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, he asked the funniest thing he said. He goes, Keith Robinson uh, helped Wanda Sykes and Little Kev brought him from Philly, took him under. Took little Kev under his wing, and little Kev ripped that wing off and flew to L.A. with it, leaving Keith in Woodbridge between New York and Philly doing circles. That is hilarious. <laughs> so he, uh, and you know, Keith's like, "Damn you! Well, I can't believe you, Ben Bailey." This is what happened: is Keith came in right after, and he had his he had two jokes on a napkin. <laughs> he was going to wing it, and Ben Bailey went up with written holy shit jokes, killed it. Stupid Keith came in, took a hot one, bombed. Esty went on stage to get him off. He told you, get away from me, boy. You almost hit Esty. Almost knocked him out. Because you know Keith gets mad. And he fucking booed. But his all comics were going, stretch, more, do more. He was. He took a hot one. Yeah, Keith took a nice shovel to the chin. Oh, my fucking head. But we, we actually, me and you, used to, then you moved to New York, you, you had that fucking shitty Honda. Oh, no, I, no, it was a, a Geo Storm. You had a Geo Storm. You, did you ride in it? Yeah, I used to give me rides. I used to give you rides. I used to live with Mike Epps. I used to live with Mike Epps in Queens, New York, when I was warming up for the Cosby show in 97. Right. That was the same year Cosby's son got murdered. Shit. Yeah, man. And so, and Mike Epps was struggling, doing the Southern Circuit, all the ghetto rooms and all this other stuff. Then he would bring Master P, when Master P wasn't famous yet, he would bring Master P CDs that he's bought from Master P out of his trunk to the to the apartment and we were listening to all those southern rappers before they even got that big. Now it's a it's an entity. It's a huge conglomerate now. Wow. Master P's a multimillionaire now. Well Mike Epps was fucking I love Mike Epps, yeah. but he was crazy. He's crazy as shit. I mean, he, he always threatened to commit suicide every other day. Well he would he would he was funny, funny, funny. Yeah. Yeah. He'd show up with you know, you were there every night, but Mike yeah. Epps would show up every once in a while. Right. I remember one night we went out to eat and he showed up on a bike. He left and came back on a bike. And we're like, where'd you get a bike? And he goes, yeah, man, this guy's selling it. I told him I want to take it on a test drive. <laughs> he stole it. He just took the kid's bike. Yeah. Mike went to jail for two years for selling drugs. He's a penitentiary dude, man. He was from Indianapolis. Yeah. I met him in Chicago. Right. Then he came to New York. Then I came to New York. Then we had the same manager, this guy, little David Klingman, Upper West Side Jewish cat with Tom Chistaro. That was um, Anthony Michael Hall's dad. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Michael Hall's dad was managing me, Mike. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. And then there was a guy named T.K. Kirkland. Remember T to the to motherfucking, motherfucking K. K? Hell yeah! yeah. T.K. Yeah. Kirkland saw me in Chicago, brought me out here to New York to do the to do the circuit. And, I did, and now I wasn't living here yet. I just came and visited. Right. 
did the circuit, then met Tony Woods. Tony Woods, one of Tony the funniest, funniest dudes who Chappelle kind of got his style from. Yeah, I know. And he put he put, he took Chappelle under his wing in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And then Chappelle took his wing and ripped it, and the, ripped fuck it off the fuck and off and beat Tony with it. Made it into a rocket. <laughs> yeah, into a rocket. <laughs> and put fuel in it and said, ow, I'm down, I'm <laughs> down, Tony. Tony Woods, though, man, Tony one Woods of the funniest still, motherfuckers on the planet to this day. To this day. And he's still around in D.C. I saw Tony in D.C. a couple weeks ago. I was, you know, I was trying to do a... I did a guest spot at the D.C. Improv because I haven't got in there yet. I, You know what? I can't get in at that club either. Dude, They'll never book me at tell that Tell Matt Frost. Oops. Well, <laughs> that's not, that's tell Matt Frost to, to, to give you a... Um, to say, I'm going to go to D.C. and do a guest spot because my girl's brother is in college over there. So I said, why don't I do a guest spot? Be proactive. Right. and do a guest spot. I did a guest spot. Alan Havey was the host that was the headliner, so it was great. So I hung out with Alan, and I smashed it. But I haven't gotten a response yet, and I'm like, I need a response. The chick that's running it used to be a waitress there. Met her a couple years ago before I was a headliner at the cellar. Right. You know, everybody comes to the cellar from yeah. all around the country and the world. Right. So she goes, hey, my name's Allison Jaffe. I'm a waitress at the um, D.C. Improv. You should come to the Improv. You're so good. I said, well, when I headline... I'd love to come down there. Years later, I become a headliner. She's running it now. She doesn't answer any of my emails. Yeah. That's well, the story of that. I don't, I don't know, know what that some, is. I don't know what that is. I don't know, dude. I, I, they've never, I've never worked there. And I get people, you know, why don't you come to D.C.? Yeah. Watch, and Patrice, that's like his favorite club out of all clubs. Yeah. yeah. And I've never, I I've don't never understand worked, that. I don't know, man. Some, I don't, no, I don't, it's, it's, it's silly. It's what? silly. No, yeah. Robert, I'm sorry. It's a bunch of <laughs> it's a bunch of control freaks. You know, I don't know if they have something against people. I don't I mean, I don't know anybody over there. I know that I got a lot of love when I showed up. And I was like and Tony Woods was there and it was awesome, you know. He, and, and and everybody's like, "Yeah, we'll put in a word for you." And I'm like, "There's nothing we've done to these people, man. We can we're good headliners. We're very good headliners. When we go there, we build fans." What, what is the problem? And what the, the problem is, too, is a lot of these club owners think that every comedian is going to sell out. Let me tell you something. 99% of comedians are not going to sell out. 99% of comedians don't have a TV show. Well, you have to... And it's 52 to, weeks in the year. You have to do, look at this, too. A lot of these clubs in the last six years, mm-hmm. seven years, when, when comics started doing these theater tours, yeah. a lot of these clubs got fucking shut out. So they went, when they built these new clubs, they're 500 seaters. Yeah. You're going from 150, 200, 200 seaters, which is, which is what a comedy club should, should be, be. Period. That's it. You shouldn't be, when you're doing comedy clubs, it should be that small. Low yes. ceiling, small That's club, right. people run right. it like fucking jazz. That's right. Like New York City clubs. Exactly. But they went and did these 500 seaters, 600 seaters, some of them 700. And then you show up, but also... We got to do Thursday through Sunday. Right. So, you know, you got a guy coming in on Friday and Saturday doing four shows. You know, I got a Thursday and a Sunday show that's taking people away from... If I came in on Friday and Saturday... And knocked it out. I'd fill up those shows. But I'm taking people on Thursday. And you're also... What you're doing, you're you're giving away tickets. You're not allowing people to buy tickets, too. So where... You know, you go in. I've had people go, dude, I was going to bring 10 people who were coming on Friday. They called me and gave me fucking tickets. Yeah. They gave me 20 tickets for yeah. free. It's yeah. like, dude, you just lost. Yeah. You just lost yeah. me money because you didn't fucking. I get it. 
I, yeah, business But that's part. why you got to fucking put in certain things in your thing, like I, I comped do. or sold or... Yeah, I, in, in the rider, the, the contract, there's, there is things that I do, but I mean, you know, the, the one thing, I, technology has changed the game on all levels. It's changed the game from pod, podcasts... There was a time when comedians didn't do no damn podcast. I did it. You know, I but you it. you started it early. But I'm saying I, I did part. Let's just get this on the record, please. Okay. All right. All right. Go I've, ahead. I did a podcast fucking years before. You did years before anybody. You started off all these knuckleheads. I it. It, I started. Look at Billy Burr's podcast. The first one. Listen to it. It's me setting up his podcast. Wow. That's me because Does I have, still have it. Yeah, it's fucking one of the most successful podcasts. Really on the internet. Yeah, you better Billy, keep it. The Billy Burr's podcast is great, but yeah. um. Yeah, dude, I started podcasts. Me and Colin Quinn, I would just call him up on my phone, record it, and throw it up on the internet. Is this podcast? What's and, this podca- um, Colin Quinn's podcast called Jackass? What is it called? Ah, uh, come on. Thanks. You don't like Colin? I love, no, I love Colin. Oh, right. Colin just cursed <laughs> me out the other day. Oh. No, I love, I went to see his play. I paid 59 bucks to go see his I play. I 150 a ticket. What the f- I paid fifty nine to sit in the middle with these two Jewish ladies. I front. sat up front and I said, "I've seen this before." Boo! No, I didn't. I didn't do it. But he I actually, saw him. I paid he, for it. And he, I, I met him after the show. He gave me tickets to his, when they were taping it. He, his sister right. called me up and said, "Look," because I wanted to pay for it. I wanted to support yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, and they gave me tickets, and I was wow. like, "You know what? That's great." And when I'm walking in, I'm like, "These are these going to be great seats." Yeah. I'm fucking the star of the show. I talk to him every day. Yeah. Get my tickets. I'm expecting, you know, sir, yes. come this way, no. right up front. The lady went. She didn't even walk in my seat. You know why? Why? It was right inside the door to the left, behind the camera. <laughs> last, second to last row. And there was a guy behind me with Tourette's. No. I'm not kidding. What? Yeah. Cursing? like I cursed him out. I called him up. You motherfucker. <laughs> really? I'm your fucking one of your best friends. Peace. Second row. To the last behind. I, I watched. I could have watched the show in the camera Colin lens. Stinks. It would have been a better fucking. I saw deal. A stupid Colin. And then when I waited, I said, "Hey, um, I want to wait. I want to talk to the guy, uh, Colin." He goes, "The guy's like, who's?" I said, "He goes, Who, what's your name?" I go, "Colin really has security. No one is here. <laughs> Everyone left. <laughs> Everyone left angry. Yeah. I'm here because I know the guy. It was actually a great. The, show. It was good. Good, it was good fucking for him. And Colin came right. He came in his little theater shirt. He had a black shirt, like a, he had like a after theater shirt, a one man show, one shirt? man show shirt. Uh-huh, he bugged uh-huh. the shit out of me with him. It was like a little collar. He goes, "Hey man, still had his makeup on, just to make him look even more professional." I said, "Listen, <laughs> Manelli, uh, all right, don't don't you take your stupid makeup off." But I, I said, I, I said I supported him. I came by myself. All right, Trey, let's get okay, anyway. we're getting way off. Fucking Sorry, we yapping. It's uh, all talking shit. Not talking specific shit. Well, no, because what we were talking about was interesting. Well, the comedy clubs, and I've tried to tell, you know, I've talked about this on podcasts before, that, you know, you know, you get all these fans that are out there and, you know, you, you know, you, you gotta, the way you support a comedian and people give me shit on Twitter too, because I'll, you know, you always get shit because I'll promote my shows on Twitter or yeah. Facebook. Dude, that's all you do is promote your shows. What's, what what well, else are you supposed to do? Well, because they don't understand that I need people to come to the show. I don't need emails after like, hey, when are you coming to Chicago? Yeah. I was there last night yeah, right. for four days, motherfucker. Yeah. I, I got to get it out there. The more people that show up 
and support. I can't tell you. People, like this last week in Miami, people yeah. came. They were like, yeah. dude, we've seen you every time I you've been well here. Miami. Four, I've been here four times. Miami, they're very supportive. This, you you got you to gotta get out there and, sh- and yeah. show up at the club because that's the only way you get to come back. Right. You got to show the fuck up. But that's the thing I say about technology affecting things. One thing that comedy comedy is not really uh, technology has not really affected comedy. It, the only thing it's doing it's 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 just bringing a lot of false comedians headlining that are selling out because of their ten million hits on YouTube. But yeah. then they then they show up and they only got twenty minutes. That's the only thing that's it's fooling a lot of people. But guys like me and you that have decent numbers do decent numbers. It's just a matter of me getting a chance to go in that club, prove myself, and then people go, "Damn, I'm coming back, dude." Holy shit. And they recognize you from stuff. There's stuff yeah. they recognize you from. From there, it takes... It's a combination of shit. The club owners have to know that you're going to build your audience. They right. got to bring you back. Not once every three years. That right. don't work that way. Right. You lose momentum. You got to bring me back. There's 52 weeks in the year, dude. You can spread it out. Right. All the big hitting comics right. are not coming every week. Right. Some of them are doing theaters. So right. you know what you do? You get the middle class dudes. Right. The middle class dudes. Why are you going to fucking hire... A, a whack-ass local dude, and everybody's disappointed. Right. Come on. Bring comedy, good comedy, people come back to that shit. That has never failed. Good comedy, people come back to funny. You don't have to be a known name, dude. Right. That's yeah. some bullshit. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I, look, you... There's certain clubs, too, that, you know, there's certain clubs that I love to play. Yeah. That I mean, I, the, the, the people that are there are nice. That matters, too. I mean, I've played some clubs... That maybe the numbers were good or bad, but I'll never go back there again because it's like, fuck that. Right. I don't want to fucking be treated that way. I don't want to have yeah. to deal with those type of crowns. Right. Right. And if I go back there, it's going to be on my own terms yeah. with just fans. Yeah. There's nothing better than doing a comedy show. I was talking to Billy Gardell about this. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy's a fucking great comedian, funny guy, but he was in the same position we're talking about right, right. now a couple of years ago, a year ago, before right. the show hit. Um, and then when the show came on, and it's a grip, Mike and Molly, fucking funny show. Gardell's hilarious. Wow, he's, now he's huge. Well, he, he, she said, dude, I showed up at Gotham, and it was all fans. It was all people that came to see him. Yeah. He said, "There's not, it was just so awesome. There's nothing like, like it. When, when everybody in the knows room what they're in for. knows what they're in for, and they're there to see you. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's the, you can, the best you can possibly, possibly be as a comedian. Yeah. And I think that's when a lot of comedians actually hit their stride, you know, and, yeah. you know, like Louie. I mean, Louie, yeah. look, Louie was around for years. Years. People didn't know he was a fucking, I mean, they knew yeah. him as a comic, but he didn't, he wasn't yeah. selling out fucking nope, shows, not theaters. Not at all. Not especially to, with that kind of style he Well, had. he was doing bananas and shit in Poughkeepsie yeah. and fucking Hasbro Kites. Yeah, I want to do bananas. You got to know <laughs> no, I'm being real. I know. No, I... <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, no, it's, yeah. And then all of a sudden, people realize this guy is one of the funny motherfuckers. He's yeah, funny. Funny And then, then they, they show up. But the good up. thing is he had a chance to hone it. So by the time people like him producing shows and directing movies and, and his own shows. Yeah, he's a hard just, worker. He's such a hard worker and such a good comedian. And so his style now, when people come see him, they go... This dude is the truth. yeah, but he's he's connected a couple things. His, you know, yeah. I was talking to him about this. His writing and his comedy connected. Mm. You know, where now he can be writing stuff for the show and bring it on stage. He can yeah. do stuff on stage and bring yeah. it to the show. He, you know, where these things are connected now, so yeah. he can literally just 
you know, you know that fucking. I just bought the Evo. What a and a fucking shit phone, and go up and talk for fucking ten minutes about what a shit phone the Evo yeah. is. Yeah, and then it's like hilarious because it's in his it's thing. thing. It's in yeah. his way. So, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, expensive. But if you look at early Louis, it's not that funny. Google that shit. No, right. YouTube. Right. Early Louie on the shows, yeah. you know, he has some corny shit, yeah, man. Yeah, it's you know, just, but it's, it's, it's a gelling th- thing and it's a growing thing. Yeah. It's a maturity thing. Like, yeah. when me and you came out, we always used to get accused of being loudmouth motherfuckers, just very loud yeah. with energy. And we yeah. were always at the bottom of the list. It was either, it's like, it was like, it was like Nick's Bulls. It was like you and me. It was Red Sox, Yankees. Me, you, you, me. We switched places, remember? Well, we're always on the last, the end of the, the show. The last because, because of our energy. Because we were funny dudes. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. We were funny dudes. And then everybody was like, well, all you guys do is yell. I said, no, we, we have material. We may not, the material may not be as, may not have caught up to our our, our, our personalities. But we're, we're still growing. Now, I watch your shit now. I'm like... Wow, what a change. You're like, it's just mature shit because it's natural. Right. We naturally grow into that. You can't rush. Well, it's weird, too, is I, know? I, I don't I don't sweat anymore. Right. I don't, I'm not out of breath. That's right. I'm not, I don't ever don't come have, off stage right. sweating. You don't like, I used to. to, I used to fucking, I know. I used to come off stage <laughs> I, fucking wet. You know, I mean, worked, skinny or fat. We worked hard for our I, I shows. Fucking, we worked woo! hard. Yeah, we worked and then, hard, and we wanted people to like us, and we really it, it it was it was our passion to be liked. What was another thing too you is know? that I used to see Colin yeah. and guys like Norton and Nick DiPaolo talking, just talking. Yeah, and and I remember I talked Tony Woods was a, a thing on this yeah. too, where yeah. he's you know I'd watch him and he knows where to put the energy. Yeah. And he knows when not to. Exactly. And that way, when the energy does come out, it's, like, it's way more powerful. It's a, it's, it's a, that's what my manager told me. He said, the thing about physical comics, and he says, this is natural, though. From Jim Carrey to you, all all physical comics to Dane to every, It's just, you're going to always want to use physical stuff because as you mature, you're going to know, okay, I don't even need to be physical on that part. The joke stands by yeah. itself. But then when you do... It's Something like, physical. wow, it means so much more. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not just doing it to do it. Because you know you're physical and funny, but then you now it's almost like you're entertaining a baby. Right. You know, now you're talking well, to adults, and now you can actually have a conversation with them. That's why when I watched Jim Norton, he's just having a goddamn conversation. Yeah, like Colin, too. He actually Colin, said to yeah. me one time, it's like, you know, all these people, like, this this is the style that's funny, and yeah. everybody likes their own clique and style yeah. they're into. He goes, you, you, you're fucking idiots. You should you should ha- adapt every little style. Yeah. You should be physical. You should have good written jokes. You should try to be a little different. You, you there's all kinds of fucking. You should take it all it's like mixed and, martial arts and man. put it into your exactly it's like mixed martial arts man. Yeah. You got to learn every nowadays. It's not learning everything. You why wouldn't you want to learn how to punch to kick to to do groundwork? Yeah. It's no different. It's it, no because that's what it's like. Jeff Singer told me you know Montreal right. He used to say, "Man, your 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 material. We didn't. We don't know your point of view." And I used to get so angry. I go, "I was funny though. I killed. Who gives a damn?" Right. Now, years later, I get in Montreal with no problem. Now I'm part of the Montreal crew. I done the tour. You done the tour, which was a smart move. And now they'll call you for stuff. Now you don't really have to worry about auditioning for anything because you're in. Here's the thing. mm -hmm. Here's the thing too, though, is that we get so impatient as comics. We get so fucking scared. We get so afraid yeah. because we see people under us passing us. We see people over us just fading away. Yeah. And then you see yourself and you get stuff and it's, oh, my God, and it's great. And then you 
it comes down, the roller coaster comes down, you got to get back in line to get on the ride again, and you get so fearful and fucked up. Yeah. And the one thing I learned in those in- instances is when you just go back to work. Yeah. You go back and be quiet, let go of the fucking of being afraid, and go write a script, or go fucking write a new hour, or go start, you know, filming some shit, or do a fucking dumb podcast, and just fucking don't just go back to work yeah and that work that you do now in the quiet time where you're maybe struggling or fucking worried about money or worried about where you're gonna be in fucking five or ten years that shit will come into play the next time you get a a fan next time you get a a a fan in the business yeah and you know all of a sudden you'll have things going on and people want to know well how did you know, how, what are you, what, whoa, I'm hearing shit about what's going on with you. Yeah. It's like, dude, I shut my face. I sat on my computer yeah. and I wrote. Started to do hard work. I just started work. to, look, I've worked more in the last year than I've worked in my whole career. Wow. I've done more work in the last year really? than I've done in my whole career. Damn. And, you know, with that movie with Billy and yeah, Joe. Yeah, doing your own thing. That's well, that, that was, why are we waiting uh, why am I yelling at my agent and my man, all these people? Yeah, why it. don't you hit it? Huh? Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. I got a couple extra bucks. I'll fucking save some cash. You got some. You, let's fuck. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's make our own shit. That way yeah. I don't have to get, I don't have to audition. Right. I'm the fucking producer. Okay. Yeah. I, I, pr- I'm in it. I'm yeah. one of the stars yeah. and we get to bring other people in. Yeah. And then we did that shit just for us. And it worked out. Dude, we, all of a sudden, Comedy Central wanted it. We yeah. we put, took it back. Yeah, pay for it. You know, put our money up. Boom, boom. Yeah. And Tribeca. Yeah, and then fucking all this other shit starts happening. But you know what comes with that? Mm. More work. That's right. More work, work. Work begets work. Work, work, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for not a lot. Right. There's no guarantees. No. So it's it's you know like you know me and you have been at the highest of highs. Yeah. And we've been at the fucking lowest of lows. Yep. More than one time. Yeah. And it's at the lows is when you sit there True and you start... Well, you start fucking looking around. Like, well, why aren't you doing your job? Yeah. And you forget that, wait a minute, I can do anything I want. Yeah. Because I can create anything. Yeah. I can fucking do any. I can write a whole one-man show. Yeah. But yeah. Nobody can... You have enough material. And I can go and do it at a, somewhere, yeah, at, a club. at a club. They'll always give you the room to do it and, and I can, work it out. I can write a whole movie script and oh. try to sell it. Yeah. I can write a There's fucking sitcom. There's a lot sitcom. of freedom. I can film a, a, I can film a, a short film. Yeah. I'm, I shot I shot last year, I shot that white women's workout. I did a bunch of sketches because I wanted to put something together to do with my own sketch comedy show. Right. And I have friends in L.A., you know, these two guys that were big fans of mine. One is a cameraman for Dance with the Stars. His father's a big-time director, blah, blah, blah. They would come to the Laugh Factory. They saw me. They said, hey, man, you know, we should just do our own thing. I got a, I got camera equipment. I'm a cameraman. I have a lot of shit, right. and we believe in you. And my other buddy, he's a writer. Let's just start doing shit. Right. And so we shot about five, six, seven script, I mean, sketches, a, a bunch of stuff. Right. It was kind of, it's like sort of the Godfrey show, whatever. Right. So we put one up. On Funny or Die, and, and, and it's at 2,033,000. It's called the White Women's Workout. Right. It's just a spoof on, I play this dude who scares white women in the shape through racism and exercise. That's funny. And where can you see this? On funnierdie.com. Funnierdie.com funny or, or, or YouTube, White Women's Workout. Okay. And it it got, it went viral. 
But, you know, we, we didn't wait for somebody. We did it, and it got viral, and it went into different websites. Right. And I got a lot of – and people were like, yo, when are you going to do the second part? Right. So, you know, it's just another taking initiative. And that, and, and that gave me some hope because I was like, you know, you audition. I read for SNL. I auditioned for this. They never choose me. And I go, I don't, I don't think it's anything personal, but it's just maybe I don't fit these people's things. You know what I mean? We've always been strong comedians. We've been good comedians. We've had personalities, whole shit. But I, I'm like, something is not... And my girl, who is... I thank God that she's a very truthful person, even though it hurts our egos. Right. She's so truthful. She goes, this is what your problem is. You're lazy. She has no problem telling me the truth. Right. You're fucking lazy. I go, what do you mean I'm fucking lazy? I fucking go on stage. She goes, that's not what I'm talking about. You're on stage. That is what you can do in your sleep. Right. You can do that in your sleep. Yeah. She goes, I'm a mathematical genius. I can do that math shit in my sleep. Right. But guess what? In between, you got to learn to start making your own work. You got to get up, get on the computer, right. start making your work. Start being more organized in the business part. Right. Everybody works hard. You're not the only fucking person here. Right. Work hard. Can you not yell at me, please? Sorry. Because I'm not you. I'm you- doing my <laughs> podcast yeah, face. Don't, yeah, don't yell. Can people see? The, the mic works. I know the mic works. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, listen, man, I'm doing my, my, my black caucus talk. <laughs> Shut up. Listen, listen. The black community has to come up with another solution, brother. Listen. All right, so listen. I'm saying, I'm saying, she's saying you need to start I understand. the working. Just like what we were talking about, what you. I just said, yeah. It's, you got to create your own shit. Well, it's, it's, it's about the work. Yeah. It's about the work. I remember I, you know, I called Colin up one day and I was mm-hmm. flipping out about shit. Yeah. And he goes, just go back to work. Yeah. He goes, go back to work. Just go back to your work. He goes, it's the only thing you can control. All yeah. The only thing you can control is what you do with, yeah. a, with a pen and a piece of paper and a computer. That's it. That's all you got. You can't control your agent. Nope. You can't control your nope. man. You can't control the Any comedians. No. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. That's all you can do. So if you if you're fucking working all day, not yeah. all day, but you're you're hustling yeah. during the day, writing shit, coming up with shit, yeah, and making your calls, and then doing your comedy at night and switching it up and trying to come up with new shit, which is fucking hard. Yeah, and it, then it is hard. And then yeah. then then you'll reap the benefits. Yeah, at least inside you'll be like you'll feel all right. Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Because the energy, it's all about. This is this is true. They say wealth is energy. Um, the energy you put out, it always comes back to you. You know that's scientific fact. Right. Every action is equal or opposite reaction. Like the energy we bring out, like negative, blaming, blaming. We're always going to run into those situations. It's going to come back to us. Right. You know, and it always returns to you in some kind of way. Whether it's money, whether it's relationship, whatever you get out, right. whatever you reap, you sow. So it's like when you start to work hard and start really putting some really solid work in and shutting your face like you did yeah. and doing your thing, stuff starts to come around, man. Yeah. Stuff start, You start to build that momentum in the energy, in the cosmos, man. Right. And, 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 and this starts to connect and people start to call you back and this, that. And, because, and then you feel good when you've done your hard work because it's yours. You haven't blamed anybody. You worked hard yourself. You rolled up your sleeves and worked your worked hard yourself. Well, here's a uh, regardless of what's going on with your agents or your managers, you're putting work in. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's hard. It's a combination of everything, man. Hang on one second. I got some questions. I put out uh, I put out a tweet in the Facebook about uh, uh, 
Yeah, I had, had you on. It's funny that some people thought I was talking about Gilbert. Oh, no. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Wait a minute. I was like, where are we? What do you mean, where am I? Ah, uh, you. Bobby's hang house. on. The, 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 hang on one second. One second. All right. So um, we're going to do some questions uh, from some of the fans. Uh, I had people email me. Yeah. I know uh, this is a quick podcast because you got to bail, but yeah. I, I wanted to get you in. You'll be back on again, too. I'll do it again, man. Um, this is from, uh, uh, I don't even know who the fuck this is from. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, should Wiener remain? Should the private lives of politicians be on display? If he is doing a good job, does it really matter that he tweeted his Wiener? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that... Um you know, I think that, um, first of all, the social networking has ruined the pimp game, personally. You can't really do much. You can't... It, it, I think that it's stupid that they're showing the stuff that he's done. If he's done a good job... If you don't send a picture, you, you don't. Yeah, that was stupid. If you're, if it was dumb. Look, Rick Favre did the same thing. Yeah, but as a guy, you, you have to be a taker, not a giver. You right. have to be a take. Right, but nobody listen, wants to see. But what's funny is, well, all first of all, women don't want a photo of a guy's cock. That's not true. Who does? Hey, man, did I you ain't see telling you cock? the people. I I don't know. Did you see it? What was wrong? I'm sorry. Why did you see it? It looked like a fucking a fucking wild mushroom. A wild? Oh, uh, uh. just a fuck <laughs> like a portobello. I was just like, fucking awful, nasty. Uh. Yeah, but it's like nobody. It's like you're taking a picture. There's no angle of a cock that's R- right. But sexy. The girl probably said, "Show me your." Thing. The only reason why she said "show me your thing" right. is because he he took it. He's got pictures of her tits and cunt. Okay, okay. So they need you do it too. They yeah. don't want it. They're not going to yeah. look at your dick and jerk off to it. I women, think as a, as women a, aren't visual like that, right? As a public figure, he, he that was stupid. Dumb. It was dumb. Yeah. But the social networks, it's it's killing people, man. No, this is what's killing people, man. Everyone, I think it was stupid on his part, but I don't think that. You know, it shouldn't affect his job. So what? He did that. Who doesn't do that kind of crap? A lot of people have done it. I think that it it would be, you know, it's just embarrassing. Look at Spencer, man. Spencer was caught with prostitutes and he got a show on CNN. But the smart thing he did was he quit right away. He said, all right, boom, I'm out. And he waited. Look at Clinton. He got a blowjob in the, a blow job in the, the White House. House. But, you know, you're Nothing supposed happened. to, dumb. But listen, the fact is, is that, you know, if it's a, and the, what about the girl? Where is this chick? What, what is this bitch? No, the chick. All the chicks that these guys yeah, cheat with. I, uh, where the fuck are they? Well, they get paid off to delete the story. They get fucking. They become they, famous. They become famous. They become right? thousandaires thousand or, or millionaires. Millionaires, right? And these guys lose their fucking lives. Their lives. Stupid. That's fucked up, man. It's it, it's stupid, but you know. You get caught up in that social networking thing, man. The the pictures. I mean, come on. Camera phones have ruined the pervert. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it ruined the purpose. Everybody wants oh, yo, show me a real quick picture. And then there's paper trails, texting trails. I know he's pissed like, God dang it. You know, you get caught up in that stuff, man. You're going to be like Jim Norton. What is Jim just paid? He has, a, he has a nutty boy phone and a good boy phone. <laughs> <laughs> he is the funniest. Some son. people have. Here's another question. Uh, yeah. Somebody said that uh, you were supposed to do shows in South Africa. I was supposed to do shows in South Africa, but I couldn't do them because the deal that we had, I was supposed to do 25 shows, like host or something, and the deal, the money was just, it was basically like they were paying me like all black South African. <laughs> basically, it was apartheid when it came to the money. 
<laughs> so as Mandela would say, that was some bullshit. You're gonna have to win a soccer game. Yeah, I have to win a soccer game. What am I, Invictus? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. Um, someone, I mean, that's why I didn't do South Africa. So you're not gonna do it? I don't think so. Hopefully, I, I would love to come to because they say it's really beautiful, and I would love to come. Yeah. And and I hope that I get to perform for the blacks and the whites together. Right. And I don't know. I, I hope that the deal, the money is better because 25 shows is a lot, and they were trying to kind of. Nickel and dime me on that. Right. No, I'm not, I'm not, no. Really? I mean, yeah, I hope. I'd to, go just to see South Africa. I mean, I would go, but it's a lot. That's a lot of work. They really wanted me to do a lot of work. It's like I would see South Africa, but not really. Right. Get okay. in the truck. You'll have another show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Get in the truck. Um, you, someone what, said, you come to see South Africa. Somebody, uh, Will fucking Bullshit. Yeah. Said that you work with John Ritter on Problem Child. John Ritter? Did you work with John Ritter? I'm problem child. Yeah. No, I never, I never work with John Ritter, but I live on Ritter Street in the Bronx. <laughs> I, honestly, John Ritter Street. Um, but I don't live. On, I mean Charles Ritter, but I don't. I never work with John Ritter. But John Ritter, bless his soul, was one of the funniest actors around. You know, no, uh, I never worked with John Ritter. Okay, we'll go to, uh, we're going to go, uh, someone asked about Soul Plane. Soul Plane with Snoop Dogg. Oh, that was a couple years ago. It boo. was a ghetto, boo. horrible, and Kevin Hart was the star of that movie. Shit. But I can, I can, this is what I can tell you. Hanging out with Snoop Dogg for nine days was the coolest shit I've ever done. He's the coolest guy ever. I'm friends with him now. Right. And... It was so bootylicious. Oh, hell no. Me and Godfrey hanging out in that airplane. It was but fun. But did you know making that movie? Oh, yeah. I knew it was going to be horrible because... Um, did you? Everybody was, know. Let me tell you how it came. The, my manager was like... My agent at the time was William Morris. He said, there's a there's a movie called Soul Plane. And, every, and you know, it's a script. You, it's, it's ghetto as hell. It's, gonna, it's the dumbest shit ever. Do you want to go for it? I said, well, I haven't had an audition in six months. Yes. Right. Let's just do it. Snoop Dogg's the pilot. He said as the pilot. I said, well, hell, if I'm going to go ghetto, let me go with the most popular ghetto person in the world, uh, Snoop Dogg. I auditioned for it. And let me tell you something. Black people can say whatever they want. They're embarrassed. Every black actor was there reading for it. Right. I ain't be got no weapons. I don't want to hear that shit. Everybody was in there auditioning for it. Yeah, but the plane had rims. Dude. It had rims, but that's just a, all that is is a joke from Def Jam. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, can you imagine if they had a black plane? That's all it is. And you know what? Now it's a ghetto hit. It's a it's it's a it's a classic. And you know what? I get mad love. Somebody wants to know why you have just one name. Um, because my last name is long, and people ruin it. And I knew not. I to. don't know you a lot. You know, I. My, did, you don't know my stuff last for a second, dude. Uh-huh. I've known you for fifteen years. <laughs> I didn't know you had a last name. I have one. What is it? Sucker. What is it? Godfrey Sucker. No, what's the no, last name? No, it's Dan Chima. Your last name is Godfrey. Dan Chima. Dan Chima. Junior. Junior. Right on. Dan Chima is a fucking badass name. Dan is that Chima. your acting name? My acting name. So when you're on film, it's uh, Godfrey Dan Chima. Dan yeah. Chima. You know what Dan mine Chima. is? Which which you're Robert Patrick Kelly. No, I, I couldn't because there was already a Robert Patrick your, Kelly. What, what is yours? And there was already a Robert Kelly. What is Pastorelli? It's Robert. My, I, I still use Robert Kelly, and they don't say anything. Um, but if they do say so, if the Robert right, Kelly that right, had my name before right. me says something, I, I have to go what by Robert Donlin Kelly. Ooh. And there's a couple things that I've done that it says 
Robert Donlin Kelly. Really? Robert Donlin Kelly? Yeah, it's my fucking... I like that name. It's my Don- grandfather's name. Oh, wow. Okay. Fuck, I'm I didn't say anything about Denchima. Denchima's my pops. I, I didn't, you didn't hear me go all right. fucking... All right, dude. All right. I didn't need Donlin Kelly. What the fuck? The, the, the doctor was played by Robert Donlin Kerry. Somebody... Kerry, Kerry, uh, Kerry. Sorry. Somebody said... Um, anyways, uh, what is this? Hmm. They said you, you laugh loud. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Next. Yeah, we already talked about loud. Yeah, you laugh loud. You're a loud guy, dude. I'm loud. But you're loud. It's not like something that you do to... because It's like an act. It's like some people are quiet. I mean, Todd Barry's... He's creepy. Well, (laughs) He's silent and creepy. Well, how you doing? He's like this. Hey, man. Yeah, what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, but... It's like you're you're loud. You're a you're a fucking energetic oh, boy, guy. That's, that's me. Fucking, that's just that's you from me. day one. That's it. I'm loud too, but yeah. I'm loud. I used to get angry. Yeah, I fucking flip out. But you're a loud guy. But who? That's just you. Dude. That's me. I that's laugh loud. You. And I mean, I had to tell you to shut up a couple times on the just because right. you're blowing the you, mic you, out. You talk a lot too. I talk. You I, have I'm a fucking, so much to say. I'm a we're both. And I'm like to shut your mouth and let me interrupt. Shut up, you bastard. Hey, fucking you. This fucking idiots think Godfrey, I'm talking to Gilbert Godfrey. I'm not, it's not Gilbert Godfrey. He got fired from Aflac, dude. Well, another thing, I know you gotta go. I mean, so we'll wrap this up. Yeah. But uh, um, when we first met, like, we were kind of both, you dumped your chick. Yeah, you dumped. I mean, you you yeah. threw away a life. Yeah, man, I was I'm out. I mean, you you were football player, football, good looking guy, yeah, funny. Yeah. Hot. I mean, your girl was smoking, smoking hot. hot. You guys were in love. Yeah, and man. you tossed it, tossed it because it was just too much, and I was being foul, and she was. It was too much. I was you, ruining her life. You were my. Like you, you 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 would you you would get some fucking box. And you too. Me too. You got box too. But here's the thing, dude. Mm. I'm going to bring this up. What? Okay. Because you, it was like me, like I bring chicks around. I didn't have a, the only person you bring chicks around and might have a problem is you. Because you are good looking and you can talk. <laughs> and, you, and I remember I bring chicks down. You were my chick test. Oh, really? I bring chicks down and if they walk down, they're like, oh, Godfrey, he's so nice. I wouldn't, I'd be like, all right, you're out. <laughs> you're out. I Take it easy. Out. Not because you're an asshole. But I never disrespected. No, what? Yeah, what, fuck. I'm going to bring this up. Okay, go Cocksucker. What? I brought this chick down. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. I went on stage. Uh-huh. I come out. Uh-huh. I peek around the corner. What? And you motherfucker. And you remember this. I, I flipped <laughs> out. I told you to go fuck yourself. Really? I went right in your face. You I go, fuck you. I do, but this I'm is like, real. I'm like, when was there a special day? You always tell me to go fuck myself. I'm like, when, bro? When, yeah, I come out, you were, you were getting the bitch's number. I was? The curly-haired fucking mulatto bitch. And whose fault is that? Hers. Exactly. I didn't, look, man, I said, I didn't, look. First of all. I didn't know it was yours. She was, ah! she was there by herself. You fuck, no, she wasn't. You saw me walk in, motherfucker, and you see me with her before. I did? Mother, let's not play oh, this okay. game all 10 right. years later because okay, okay, okay. it don't matter now. All right, all right. You, I think it does. You, it didn't nah, you talk. Mm. No, nah, you fucking yapped. You were okay. yapping. You were playing. I come out. You're getting her number. I walk down. And I go, really, Godfrey? And I went, fuck you, you oh, fucking okay, cocksucker. And shit. I told her, I go, now you're his. Oof. And I left. And I didn't get shit. Well, she. She felt bad. Well, she Remember started me? crying. Good. She started following me. And I'm yeah. like, no, you're his now. 
You're, you, he, he's got you now. And, it's, and I, I said, you heard? And I, <laughs> this is, your bitch chose me. If you want to get into some gangster shit, let's do this, baby. <laughs> That's the Mac. 1973, yeah. Richard Pratt. She, she, uh, <laughs> yeah, she followed me like 10 blocks crying. That was, that was really good. But here, here's, you got the ass. Well, here's, nice. the, here's the fun thing, though. What? This is the fucked up part. This is how fucked up I was. Mm. Is the night before, mm-hmm. <laughs> her, her only defense was, did she suck my friend? I made her suck my friend's dick. Wow. In front of me the night before. What? Yeah. So she was like, I sucked his cock. That's some pimp shit. So, 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 you know what I mean? I had no kind of ground to stand on. Right, because right. You're why, why should it be mad that she's Why with me? Is that, I was that smooth, huh? Well, I, I why should her that? suck you? And you couldn't let her suck. And you I could have if I let it happen. If you let it happen, it was my decision. Wow! You, but you, of you course, had, you wouldn't let me live no, like that. No, if you came behind, if you killed your dude, she saw it. I'd be like, "Yo, but I would something out." I don't know if that would work. If I say, "Hey, hey Robert, you know the girl you with? You think she can suck like, my dick real quick?" You don't say it like quick? that, dickhead. Come on, dog. We you boys. You don't say it like that. You, you think off. you think she could come suck my balls here's right a, quick, here's, brother? Here's another time. What is that? We I brought like eight girls down the cell, right? Smoking. Yeah, there was only one girl. Right. I got, uh, there was two girls. I said, I grabbed you before I went down right. because you talk, man. You you have the gift to gab, especially okay. the broads, man. You'll make them laugh and right, blah, blah, right. blah. And my technique is a little more vampire. Right. You know, I glam bitches. Yeah, and you bite their necks. You, you fucking, what's up? You, eh. Yeah, I'm like, what up, right. So, So I told you before we met them, I yeah. go, look, I'm fucking, I'm with this one. This right. one oh, yeah. right here. You, you and if you fuck... I go, number one, you don't talk to her. Number right. two, yeah. if you fucking talk over me, yeah. I'm going to fucking kill you. I go, yeah. no, if I talking, you don't talk over... Don't... And I remember we were talking, and everything was going smooth. You were talking to the chicks. Yeah. I was hanging with this one. It was awesome. And I started telling a story, and then you fucking jumped over me, and I kicked you so hard under the table. <laughs> and you literally went, oh, oh, all right. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Yo, yeah. damn it. Damn. Right. We got to continue this, man. We yeah. got to do part two. Well, we'll do part two maybe next week. Maybe we'll next do week. it next week. But yeah, back in the day, we got we some, got, stories, we got some stories, And I know, I mean, the thing is, it's great that I have a history with a lot of you, a lot of the comics that I know that everybody is like, oh, I love Jim Norton. I love that. I got, they don't even realize the history that we all have. Right. And we've been around each other for a long time, which yeah. is, I'm very proud of. Well, yeah, I want to start. I want to talk about, I actually want to talk about, because me and you kind of separated. We started together in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, we kind of got success, me with Torgasm, you with yeah, some yeah, movies yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of went our own well, way. And now we're kind of back in back. New York again. Yeah. And we're hanging out. We and this. Well, I want to talk about that time in between, being on the road and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there was a fan who actually sent an email in about uh-huh. being on the road. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll pick this up next week. Let's do it next week. This is this is part one. Part one of talking God, shit of of Godfrey with Godfrey talking the shit. The Odyssey of Godfrey and Robert Kelly, baby. Fifteen. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that I is. I don't know that was. It was just barking that black people do uh, when they end yeah, shit. You're in a white guy's you, house. So look, Italian I, Irish. I know I'm in a white guy's house, but still though, I just wanted to bark. You got dogs here, so I said <laughs> that's the way we end off. What's your uh, what, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is Godfrey Comedian. Godfrey Comedian is my Twitter. Facebook, Godfrey Comedian. Facebook is my fan page. Trying to get the fan page numbers up. Check out White Women's Workout on FunnyOrDie.com or YouTube. Right. And just look out on the, the Comedy Cellar in New York City. And, you know, I'm going to have my new website up soon, Godfrey Comedian. 
Com coming out in the next two months. And then my hour special for Comedy Central, August 8th, is called Black by Accident. That's what it is, Black by Accident, man. And uh, it's coming out August 8th, the hour special. All right, we'll fucking check Ooh, it out. We'll man. pick this up next week. Let's do that. Let's, let's make slapping hand sounds. Right on. Yo, what's up? It's uh, Robert Kelly, and uh, I am going right now to talk about uh, a little uh, post-show UFC, because I didn't get in with Godfrey, but this weekend is a big fucking weekend, UFC. We have uh, Shane Corrin fighting Junior Dos Santos. Uh, I've been waiting for this fight for a long time. I'm real excited. I'm excited to see Shane Corrin fight again. Especially at the new weight, he's looked like he's dropped a fucking, fucking a hundred pounds. I think it's only like twenty something, but he's thin. He's ripped. Uh, I, I want to see if it's gonna actually help him or hurt him. You know, when he was bigger, it's just a fucking monster. Uh, you know, he ran out of gas. He he had Brock Lesnar down. Fucking had the fight won. And then he just, uh, he adrenaline dumped and lost everything uh, and couldn't fight. Second round came out, his legs didn't work. So he just got tapped out, tapped out by fucking Brock Lesnar, of all things. Tapped out, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm a big, huge Shane Carwin fan. I like the guy. I love that he still has a job. He's intelligent and he's fucking got baseball mitts for hands. But I love Junior Dos Santos too. Nice guy. Brazilian dude, fucking tough as fucking nails, jiu-jitsu, can knock people out. This fight is a better fight than Junior versus Brock, uh, to me. I'd rather see this fight than that fight. Uh, so my pick for that fight, I'm going to pick Shane Carwin. I know... Ugh, I, 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 I'm just picking Shane Carwin because I want him to win. Let's just put it that way. I don't think he's going to win. I think Junior is just a, just better. He's been at that weight. He's, he just, he's faster. He's used to being at the weight he's at. He didn't drop 20, 30 pounds to get there. He's probably going to win. Uh, but I think Shane Carwin, if what he did worked, if, if him losing the weight and cutting down and, and getting his cardio up and doing all the new shit that he did to get to where he's at. If it works, I think he's going to win. So I'm picking Shane Cowan. Kenny Florian, Boston boy, fucking love him. Uh, he's at a new weight, 155, uh, and he's fighting Diago Nunes. It's going to be a great fight. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen Kenny fight in a while. Uh, you know, he's he's one of my favorite fighters. I love Kenny Florian. Uh, but, you know, you saw him just finishing fights, and then after he fought BJ, it was it was like a different fighter. And then he went up and down, and now he's at this, this new weight. And I don't know. I think it's going to be a great fight, though. I can't wait to see. I love seeing Kenny fight. fight. Win or lose, I like seeing Kenny fight. He always puts on a show. So uh, it's, it's actually going to be uh, uh, that one I'm, I'm really into. Uh, Damian Maya against Mark uh, Munoz. Munoz. Uh, it's going to be a great fight, too. I was watching uh, Mark actually train um, uh, 
uh, fuck, I can never remember. It's uh, Mayhem Miller. So uh, Damian Maya, I don't know, man. He's you know the greatest jujitsu guy on the fucking planet, supposedly. But uh, you know he doesn't know how to throw a punch. And uh, but when he fought, when he fought uh, Anderson, he you know he lost, but he fucking gave it all he had. He's not a quitter, man. He's a fucking warrior. And you know when he does get a hold of somebody, his jujitsu is. It's the way you want to see jiu-jitsu done in the, in the octagon. You know, sometimes you see jiu-jitsu and it's, you know, it's really hard because they, you, you don't see them trying to get to position and get to where they need to do to tap somebody. All of a sudden, it's just boom, they get the arm or they get the neck and they tap them out. This guy goes from position to position to position. and It's, it's like he, he has his choice of fucking submissions in some of his fights. So it's, it's, really, it's really cool to watch him actually uh, pull off his his jiu-jitsu. So that's going to be a great fight. Um, and, 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 uh, I mean, there's a, the whole card is fucking Sam Stout is fighting, which is fucking great. And always the undercards are fucking awesome. Uh, I can't, th- this is going to be a great weekend. Mainly the main event is fucking huge. It's in Vancouver. The fucking Bruins are up there. I'm a Boston fan. So hopefully this weekend, the Bruins take another game. I love Vancouver, one of my favorite cities on the planet. I love British Columbia, Victoria. I love playing Canada. But fuck you, the Bruins. I want them to win. And I want Shane Carwin to fucking win. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. So those are my picks. Um, I think. Well, I only picked one. But I think I'm pretty sure Shane Carwin's going to win. That's why I want to win. I think Kenny Florian has a good shot, hopefully. <clears throat> These are all... Weight changes and stuff. A lot of shit going on. <laughs> um, I'm not going to buy the fight. I'm actually working at the Comedy Cell this weekend. So I'll probably be checking it out on Twitter. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this fight. This is going to be a great heavyweight fight. Something else I wanted to talk about was... Um, I keep saying, um, I know. Because I do that a lot when I'm by myself. Because my, my, I can't think like a, a fluid stream of thought doesn't happen in my retarded brain, especially when I'm just fucking literally throwing this shit up and talking about it as I go. So I apologize for the boringness of that whole UFC thing. But what are you going to do? I wasn't that prepared for it. Another thing I want to talk about, though, was the New York Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver effectively killed the uh, 2011 MMA bill. Uh, This fucking douchebag. I guess he's the most powerful guy in the fucking assembly or whatever he is. He's been a Democrat for 34 years and everybody listens to him and he basically said that there wasn't enough interest in the bill, which is stupid. It's fucking stupid. I mean, it was, the, it was voted on, passed 16 to 3, 40, 42 to 8 in the state Senate. It, there's interest. People want this. It's a lot of money to be made in New York City. Ne- never mind the fans in New York, the fighters that come from New York. It's the greatest city in the fucking world, and they don't have MMA. I mean, they can make $16 million for a fight. Uh, unfucking believable that they don't have this. So this guy's a fucking dickhead. Speaker Sheldon Silver. Douchebag. So it's dead, once again. New York, we're going to have to go to Jersey or wherever the fuck, or fly to Vegas or... To see a fight. I mean, just fucking blows. I can't wait for the day that I can walk down 10 blocks to see a UFC fight. 
the fact that they still have the old garden. Build a new goddamn stadium. Jesus Christ. Fucking shit towns in the middle of nowhere have better stadiums. We're still dealing with that shit. They, they didn't build the fucking football stadium on the West Side Highway. Assholes. So it's dead again. It's not happening, which sucks. So Sheldon Silver, you're a douche. Um, another thing that's going on. Uh, somebody asked me on the emails if if uh, the Gracie, if the Gracies uh, should be in Rio. I don't. I, I don't know any about that shit. I mean, of course, if they do a, they do, they're doing it in uh, in Rio. They should have as many as many fighters, as many. Uh, Brazilian fighters on the card as they can because that's great for them. It's great for the sport too. I mean, that's where it all started. Hoist Gracie should fight, I guess, in some type of theme fight. I don't know who he'd fight, but I don't want to see him get his ass kicked again. You know, I don't don't put him up against Matt Hughes. I don't want to see him tap out or not tap out because he has too much Brazilian pride. Put him up against somebody, Frank Shamrock. That'd be a great fight. Hoist Gracie against Frank Shamrock. I'd fucking see that. Uh, but I, w- I definitely think he should fight. Definitely be part of it. Uh, I can't wait for that, too. That's going to be an amazing fight. I mean, ugh, I wish I wasn't married. I would go to that. And then for all you fucking scumbags out there, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I'm married. So there's, I, I, my Brazilian passport is fucking gone. I'll never be able to go there again unless I take her with me, which is the definition of taking sand to a, the beach. Uh, also, today... Just to uh, clear the air, I, I wrote a couple tweets that offended some fucking nerds, which I don't really get. <laughs> uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a fucking nerd. That's what my podcast is about. It's a fucking nerd. It's a, I'm a goddamn nerd that loves porn, combat sports, and tech. That's my whole life is about. I've been trying to fill a hole with, of loneliness in my belly with those fucking – and food – for one of you guys think it, I'll say it. Um, <laughs> so today I posted just joking because I was watching the the keynote uh, this morning, and I jokingly said, uh, watching the uh, WWDC keynote, all these nerds getting so excited about operating system makes me giggle. New notifications! Oh my god! Yay! I was I was fucking joking. Jesus Christ, you can't fucking win. You you, you don't joke. You, why don't you? Why are you always promoting your gigs? Well, say something funny. Then you say something funny. That's not funny. That's mean. Shut the fuck up. Really, loosen the fuck up. God, I was kidding. I'm watching the keynote. I'm a fucking nerd. What grown man in his 40s watches the fucking keynote at 11 in the morning? The whole thing from front to end. I love all the fucking new shit. I have OS 5 on my phone right now. I got hooked up. I love you nerds. Nerds are my favorite people. I wish when I was a kid, instead of doing drugs, drinking and partying and getting into fucking fights at a park and getting arrested, I was learning about fucking the internet and email and all that bullshit. I wish I was a nerd back then, but now I'm a nerd. I turned to a nerd into my fucking late 20s. Actually, early. I've had a Mac since I was. they came out. So I fucking love all you fucking dweeby douchebags with blonde hair. All you toeheads. 
Oh, you little thin fucking polo-wearing khaki son of a bitches. You're my favorite. If you're a nerd, you're fucking the shit to me. I'd rather hang out with you than some fucking tough guy that likes to beat people up. I love fucking dweebs. And I love all the new stuff. So I apologize. Just loosen your assholes. Jesus Christ. You know, I take the apology back. Just lighten the fuck up. And, and, and then everybody responded to it, too. Uh, fucking, yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. I went out and bought a f- brand new phone with a Bluetooth earpiece. It's the size of a cell phone that I'm going to put on my ear when I talk on my house phone. I bought a case for my Bluetooth iPad uh, keyboard, wireless keyboard. I bought a case for it so it looks cooler. I'm a fucking dweeb. I have every gadget out there. I have it all. All of it. Every little fucking dumb thing you can buy. The main things and then all the little fucking accessories. I get them. I've been on the internet for the last three days trying to find the perfect bag for my new 15-inch Mac. So, God bless you. If you're a nerd, God bless you. So that's about it. That's this podcast. A little weird fucking... uh, just talked to Godfrey today. He came over. We wound up spitting one out. I figured I'd throw it at you guys just to give you uh, another hour of fucking bullshit. Uh, and uh, my UFC picks and uh, some other bullshit. So just talking shit, I guess. That's what it was. Like it or leave it. That's the end of the podcast.